Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. I'm Rebecca Bridger. And today we are covering Iron Fist 74, Sabretooth, Round 2, Part 2, many, many things wrong with that. Marvel Legacy! Yes. (laughs) So on the cover we have Iron Fist and Sabretooth in like a room bar thing, and there's two dead people on the ground with like claw marks all over them and it's a it's a good cover decent cover yeah yeah so i will read out the recap uh returning to new york city after a long perilous journey danny Rand found the book of the iron fist stolen from his ultra secure vault only one security photo caught a fleeting glimpse of the perpetrator a villain believed to be dead which led iron fist to seek help from someone with a connection to this villain. Sabretooth, while the pair try to solve the mystery, Choshin, the man who tried to steal Danny's chi on the island of Shi, has made his way to New York and met with the man who stole the book, someone in the guise of the Constrictor. And uh, we have Ed Brisson writing, Mike Perkins, the artist, Andy Troy is the colour artist, VCs Travis Lanham is the letterer, and Jeff DeCarl is again the cover artist. Yep, standard team. Yep. So we start off with Sabretooth and Danny digging a grave. Yeah. In a digging a grave cemetery. that's already there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not not digging yeah. Well, you know what we Oh yeah, mean. digging digging up a grave, sorry. Right. That's uh, probably how I should have corrected you, as opposed to digging <laughs> a grave for the people they're going to kill. <laughs> and so Danny's like, Oh, we're gonna get caught there's just a bit of banter going on. Uh and Sabretooth opens up the grave. And it appears that the body of Frank, the real constrictor, is still in his coffin. And smells like it. Yeah. I guess Sabretooth has, like, super smells, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. but I don't still know. it would be pretty smelly, I reckon. How long ago did he die? Anyway? It doesn't really matter. If it's more than a, if it's more than a few days, yeah. it's probably pretty rank. <laughs> and... So, Sabretooth's annoyed because Constrictor turned his back on the criminal life, pretty much, and he doesn't like the fact that someone's running around ruining that decision and ruining his legacy, so that's his motivation for doing this, essentially, is for his friend to sort of clear his name, I guess, and, well, not clear his name, but just make sure that, you know, Someone's just not going to be wearing his duds. He has some and, motivation uh, to help Iron Fist now, at least. Yeah, as opposed to... Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. A bit more. So, now they're filling the grave back up. But then and that's we a go beautiful to... little panel at the bottom of the book. With them yes, Filling the grave with rain, is. just in silhouettes. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of a show I watch, but I won't mention it, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I really love this rain everywhere. I, I love, love rain. rain in comics. It's amazing. Yeah. And the rain's done really well in these comics. Yeah, it's and very it's... dynamic. The thump, you know, like, yeah. it adds a lot of feeling. Yeah, it's not just there. It's Yeah. 
So we go to Port Morris in the Bronx, New York. So it's still raining there. Uh, where, where, where are these guys? No, we don't even know where the cemetery is, but whatever. No. So there's a big abandoned creepy warehouse, uh, like a Netflix show, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> Choshin is in there. And he's like, is this how people live in New York? No, Chosen, not unless they are homeless. So they, they're they pretty much just squatting in this abandoned warehouse to be discreet. And, yeah, uh, and he asked yeah. him if he's converted to gold, so obviously bought some money. Um, yeah. And he says there's a million dollars in, the, in, in a hundred dollar bills. So, wow. pretty flush. Yeah. And we got, we got, the rat of 12 plagues sort of just scurrying around, being hungry. <laughs> being creepily hungry. So now, now we're getting some answers as a, for some of our questions last week. So first, they're like, has his quarters been prepared? And so they built a room full of, like, a home, like, with a homeless man in it that he can eat, which is just lovely. Yeah. Uh, and he's, I love, he, he's a rat, but he also says, like, your sacrifice of the plagues shall give you the honor and death that you never had in life. Which is kind of funny when he, like, says these really articulate. Yeah, yeah, all speaks. of a sudden, in between the yes, feed me, yes, feed me. Yeah, he's, like, talking like the lizard, and then he's just talking like a monk yeah. <laughs> in he's, the next He's panel, kind of a so. weird mix. Maybe he's, yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I, yeah, I, I, I actually on, quite like it as well. That he has moments of clarity. I am on the the Rat of Twelve Plagues ship. <laughs> I like that character. He's he's memorable, and I like his powers. I, I I I love the idea of like a plague martial artist. I think it's really cool. Yeah. So hopefully he sticks around. Um. So yes. And we 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 get our answer here. And the the Choshin is talking to his underling, and they're pretty much they're saying this seems like a lot of effort to placate the Rat of Twelve Plagues. Why did you choose him? When we arrive in Kunlun, in order for us to rebuild, we're going to need a plague to wipe out those who oppose us. The rat the rat may have his faults, but his long term benefits will serve us well. So they're using him as a plague bomb, pretty much. Yeah, and it's um you know it's establishing that Choshin is really really planning a genocide. <laughs> Yeah, he is not, he is... He's not messing I mean, thought, anyone who opposes us, and we're assuming he doesn't mean one or two people if he wants to set a plague loose on them. We thought he was a bad person before, but now he's... Yeah, now he's really worse. coming out as, as big bad. My question is, is the original one gonna go after him? Because they've, he's escaped the prison, so are they gonna send people after him? Surely they would, right? You would think so. But maybe it I mean, takes some time to work out exactly where he's gone. They're all about honor, blah blah yeah. blah. Well, they know where Danny Rand lives. Yeah. So I don't think it's hard to figure out where he would go. He'd probably go to New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could send someone there. I mean, they have like it's like an island full of martial artists, so they could spare yeah. someone for that mission. And uh, the, in the background, that guy's still being eaten. <laughs> so, <laughs> and now we get to the bar with no name yeah. in a rainy alleyway, which I love. Now, this bar, uh, oh, oh, it, it is actually a bar in Marvel. Like, it's 
the the other story it's been in a few stories but the main one i read was when they were all having a funeral this is like the bow in their name i should say is like where a bunch of villains hang out but mostly like you know b-listers and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was i believe it was in a civil war i've definitely seen it in things before yeah and they they were all at a funeral for Stiltman. Yeah. Spider Man showed up then left and then uh turns out the bartender is the Punisher wearing a beard and he blows the bar up. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So <laughs> he's just, just deciding to kill all these dealers villains. But yeah, so this bar's obviously survived that and a few other things, but uh Star Wars reference here. Yep. It's people. They get, you know, they walk their way in. Yeah. So Sabretooth, he, he knocks on the door, and I don't know who, uh, Bruiser. Who is this guy? I'm not entirely sure, but I'm sure I've seen the costume before. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be. Uh, yeah, he's got to be from somewhere. I was about to ask you to take over while I look, but I think you're looking now. So I'm having a quick look. Uh, yeah. hired by Roxon. Uh, oh, he was a, he's a, he was in Daredevil. Hired by Roxon Oil to kidnap Midas Investments Manager Mr. Randall, later subdued by Daredevil, used his power against him, fracturing his leg. He I've... changed his centre of mass to a certain part of his body. Okay. <laughs> I've read all of Daredevil besides some of the more recent stuff, and I can't remember this guy. Um, I mean, there was a there was a lot of lame villains though. Says Daredevil. So. His first appearance was Daredevil Volume Three, Number Five, in two thousand eleven. Oh, okay. Duh, I can't even remember. And he's worked for Hydra, Aim, the Serpent Society, the Magia, and the Secret Empire. So he's oh, he's, <laughs> gotten he's around. a fair mercenary of yeah. I knew I'd seen the costume before, but yeah, uh, that's who he, he is. He reminded me of one of the. Wrecking crew. He he just reminds me of standard aim Dune actually, but you know. Yeah. Did you ever have you ever heard about or read the Mask Marauder? Like the Mask Marauder, that Daredevil villain. I've heard on? of. It's it is like one of the worst villains ever. Okay. He 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 actually has an evil man mustache. Awesome. And he was like the landlord, I think, uh-huh. for where. Matt lived, and it was just really stupid. Um, and it, it, you would want it to be so stupid it was fun to read, but it yeah. was just, it was just not dumb. quite that. Yeah, <laughs> it just sucked. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, Bruiser's pretty much giving Sabretooth lip, and yeah, Bru- uh... he's like, "Any time, yeah, you yeah. want to fight?" <laughs> and then the funny thing is, instead of actually showing us the fight, and given that we've had some great fights in this series, we just get a little box saying three minutes later, and they're in the bar. Yeah. Probably not even worth showing. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly not worth the time. Um, and I think it must be Danny saying that there's a who's who of Z-grade uh, bad list in here. Yeah, there's a lot of guys in there. I'm sure there's a lot of references that I just don't know them. But we do... Do you recognise any of the people on that first panel? Uh, I've not actually looked that carefully, to be honest. I'm guessing we probably would if we had a deep look, but nobody I was excited to see. It's a nice-looking bar, though. 
It is. We've gone from all the blue hues outside to lots of reds and oranges inside. So it yeah, feels good. warm and cosy. Which is, and I always love those touches in comics. Yeah. Um, I feel they're really important, and I I hate when writers miss them, but not writers, sorry, artists. <laughs> artists and colorists. That's yes, it. and and colorists. Yeah, we got to give the important the people here. Uh, yeah. the colorists. But yeah, I mean to go from like outside rainy to indoor warm and snuggly. Yeah. And so we have Tarantula. I do know who this guy is though. Yeah, I know Tarantula. Yeah, I like Danny hovering in the background with his beanie on. Looking like a Z-grade uh, villain. So Tarantula was, he was originally a Captain America villain. He was like the, uh, what country is he from? He's like the Captain America of that country, except he's evil, I guess. I don't know. But uh, he he tangled with Spider-Man and the Punisher. And he lived. Unidentified South American country. Uh, unidentified South American country. Yeah, yeah. that's the important one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Columbia too. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, Sabretooth's gone up to Tarantula. Now Tarantula's giving him lip as well. He's, he's yeah, smell like a rat, him a rat. Smell like yeah, yeah. Because of course Sabretooth's gone good. And Sabretooth is saying, right, "I know you're trying to impress your friends, but don't. It won't end well for you." Mm. Now, I'm, as I said, I'm not, I think Sabretooth is, like, one of the most evil people in comics, but it is funny seeing him bully all of these, like, C-listers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he is, he is so far above their level, yeah. it's crazy. Um, yeah, this is a guy you generally don't want to mess with, even though every time we've covered him, he's just gotten the snot beaten out of him by Iron Fist, but yeah. But that's always been an Iron Fist comic, so that's that's true. And Iron Fist is a good fighter. So. Yeah, we sh- we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't downgrade yeah. our our Danny. Yeah. Although although Deadpool regularly kicks crap out. Well, him, so. you know, Deadpool's Deadpool. Well, I guess he is also a really good fighter. So yeah. yeah. Um, did you? It's a bit off tangent, but it is related. Did you read the uh, back in Cable and Deadpool when they came across? Power Man and Iron Fist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. There's some great, there's some great moments between uh, Deadpool and, and Iron Fist, and, and yeah, and even in comics that aren't where they star, you'll hear. I mean, there was one last year where he was talking to somebody, and he go, um, and he goes, well, he's talking back to someone about being the good-looking one between him and Spider-Man, Deadpool, <laughs> and he said, but that's like that's like saying you're the best dressed between Power Man and Iron Fist. <laughs> so that was actually quite a funny joke, especially given their history, because every time he meets them, he's always taking the piss out of Danny's outfit. Yeah, you know those so cool. those seventies uh, issues in that Deadpool yes. run with Duggan. Oh my god, that so was good. amazing. So we good. we will we will cover that on the show. I think Carl really wants to cover it as well, though. Where it goes back to the seventies, where Deadpool meets Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah. And it's great. And it doesn't make any sense because it's in the 70s, like 40 years ago, and they haven't aged. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's one of those... Like, they've just changed outfits. Yeah. But uh, anyway, moving on. So they've noticed that um, Sabretooth's friend is wearing sunglasses as well (laughs) as they get up and get ready to have a a scrap. He's pretty conspicuous. Yeah. 
So, uh, Tarantula throws a swing at Sabretooth. Uh, it goes about as well as you'd expect the Tarantula. <laughs> yeah, not um, And then everyone just starts fighting. Yeah. So, but Danny does get in his little quip of, I want to point out it's the second bar will have destroyed in less than 24 hours. <laughs> we need to get Dedo on this comic to rank up that count. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But the nice thing is, that's, that's kind of my favorite type of Danny quip. It's yes. Not, it's not goofy goofy, but it's got that Look little bit of, yeah. yeah. But it's not, you know, like we've talked recently about some of the goofier lines he's been getting. Where he looks a bit, where he's a bit more clown-like, a bit more Spidey-like. This is yeah, a bit more kind of looks stupid. This one's a little bit more adult humor, you know? It's, yeah, it's not stupid. It's just yeah, we're doing something it's... dumb again, but let's do it, kind of thing. Yeah, pointing out stuff, not not going. Look at me, I talk all the time. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Which yeah, which it, I am. I'm looking forward to covering a more line fist, but that is the beginning of this, I believe. So, because he didn't quip like that in no. Power Man and Iron Fist, he just became more laid back. Yeah. Instead of constantly angry. But the so. important thing about this fight is they fight. They fight until the point where Iron Fist shirts ripped off. Yeah, that confused me because, like in all the panels, his shirt's still on, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's all like sudden smoking <laughs> on fire, and his shirt's like. Mostly torn off. Yeah. But it's obviously the only way they can identify it's Iron Fist because he's so undercover and hasn't used his fist. Remarkably, yeah, which, is... which I'm sure you wanted to point out. What is happening? Like, they're just... <laughs> he uses his fists, like, willy-nilly in one issue and then he, like, is not using it in the next issue. Who knows? I mean, I I really want to write to them about it, but I keep forgetting. And, like... Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, if it keeps happening, I'll definitely yeah. be writing to Ed Brisson or Mike Perkins. One of those two. I don't know which one's right towards. Probably Mike Perkins. Both. Yeah. 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 So, they're all, yeah, they're like, we've been infiltrated. <laughs> it's Iron Fist. And, is that Iron Fist calling him a weenie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but whatever. Uh... He's um, talking so smack to them, basically. Transfer is just a bloody pulp at this yeah. point. Um, yeah, and uh, he's like, okay, I give in, stop punching me. I can't believe you brought Iron Fist in. Not cool. So, yeah, Constrictor was in here like a week ago, came in with this chump named Soapy, a middleman, pretty low level, puts crews together for bank heists, that sort of stuff. And, uh, while, while they're just, they're, they're at the bar talking now, and Iron Fist is still fighting the rest of the bar. Yeah, like, the fight is still did. happening. <laughs> hey, don't worry about me, you two just talk, I'll keep knocking out the bad guys. And, yeah, so, essentially, uh, he tells Sabretooth that they were here putting a crew together to break into some rich kid's vault, which is obviously Danny. And that he knows it wasn't Frank, like the real constrictor. Mm. So, yeah, they thought they might be working for the feds because it was so obvious. Yep, and so um, Sabretooth's like, well, how do I find this middleman, this Soapy? 
and <laughs> threatening to punch him more if he doesn't tell him. And then yep. we leave the bar to the next bit of action, which is in Long Island City, New York. Um, yes. We're back. And Trojan's yeah. Yeah, meeting with Constrictor, but not Constrictor. Constrictor Mark Two. Yes. And so the the meeting in a shady place. You know, ooh, are you setting me up? No, you might be setting me up. Blah blah blah. And uh, basically, Constrictor wants to renegotiate the deal. He wants more money yeah. because he has clued in that this book is actually more valuable than he was led to believe. Yeah. I guess he's he, he sort of wised up in yeah. a sense, anyway. Uh, so he wants two million now instead of one million, and then Choshin threatens him, and now he wants three million. Because uh, he he wants to set the Radical plagues on him, but then he calls in uh, the Serpent Society, mm-hmm. and they've they've been around for a while. They're not particularly remarkable. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, if oh, anyone, yeah, they, Captain they, America, I think Captain yeah, America, and Sam also Wilson. first scene in uh, Captain America, also. Mm-hmm. Yep, Snake people are bad. Look at that name, Boomslang. I know. Poach Whip. Is, it's like, I, I would set the Radatol plagues on them anyway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I'd, just, I'd just be like, oh, that's your crew. Okay, rats, still get them. Yeah. <laughs> just give them all the plague. Oh, so and, and now pretty... Constructor wants three million. Yeah. <laughs> and Shoshin's like, you have no honour, which is pretty rich. But also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Choshin is one of the least honourable people I've ever read in a comic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's awful. Yeah, he has no honour. He is a sneaky person. So, the Constrictor goes, you've got 24 hours to come up with a scratch before you start looking for other buyers, and he walks out with his crew. Okay, but here's the thing. Danny is a billionaire, right? Why even look for other buyers? Just sell it back to Danny. Yeah, well, they they probably don't want to. Yeah, they're probably worried they to get beaten yeah. up for having stolen it. They're Iron Fist has ties to the Avengers, yeah. So they probably don't want to deal with that drama. Is Iron Fist an Avenger right now? No. How did he like get his membership revoked or something? No, it's just that none, neither uh, Luke's also not on any Avengers team at the moment. The Avengers team's quite um been quite delineated since Secret Wars and because of Secret yes. Wars resetting the whole universe um, speaking I of, guess you could just slip in that that's when those changes happen speaking of insanity we will talk about Bendis at the end of this podcast <laughs> because I forgot to bring that up but that is that is something we'll definitely talk about yeah. anyway uh, they are at the laundromat where the aptly named Sophie hangs out uh, yeah, I think he runs it, actually. I think he must, because it says soap something laundromat. And he looks like a toad. <laughs> I think he's in the corner, yeah. So uh, Danny's like, look, let me do the talking, let's not destroy this place. He's still shirtless, by the way. Yes, and he's like, Soapy, you around? I guess that works because he sees Soapy trying to run, <laughs> so they find him pretty quickly. So 
He's like, I ain't saying jack to your pig, so they uh, do the old interrogation method of putting him in a washing machine. Yeah. And yeah. hijinks ensue. Threatening to turn it on. Yeah. And Danny's putting the note in. No, Sabathu's putting the note in, but it's rejecting it. And mm. it's all part of a very elaborate interrogation. And he breaks pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Sabathu's getting angry. Your change machines are garbage. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I like that. I, I did like this whole sequence. Yeah, it was it was, it was nice to have a, a little sort of change of pace. And it was it was humor, but in a good uh, as we we're saying before, it's like good humor yeah. that doesn't seem out of place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we go back to the Red Hook in Brooklyn. Well, we don't go back there. We go to there, I should say. Yeah. And there's a really obvious boat. Yeah, because it's got a massive there. red sail. Yeah. So they know where Choshin is. No, they know where Constrictor is, but if they wanted to find Choshin, they could probably, like, look on Google Earth or get a satellite. Yeah, yeah. Which is completely doable with uh, Danny and this universe and just see that big red boat in the harbour. Yeah. But yes, uh, a new arrival is here, the Eel of Blessed Waters, and we always knew he was a punk, and now he, it is confirmed because He's come he to is also... Choshin. Yeah, it's like, dude, you lost. Deal with it. Yep. Loser. And he's brought with him a bunch of people willing to fight for their cause. Yep, and they don't have guns. No, 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 they have big swords. Yes. Um. So someone just call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Arrest them all because they just have swords. So. But anyway... And Choshin's uh, like, the battle for Kunlun starts now. With ominous lightning yeah, in the striking background. behind him. And there's lots of lightning striking behind these this new crew as well, yeah. as they're getting off the boat. Which I like, it's cool, but it's also pretty funny. It is. It's cool, though. Yeah. So it stopped raining, and it's just it's very stormy. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's, and and I'll, I'll point out with the thing again, the laundromat. Had a nice atmosphere. Felt like it was in a laundromat. So, yeah, it was yeah. very bright. Hmm. So Danny's like, "Well, let's just be clear about one thing. You know, when we work together, no one dies." And then Sabretooth <laughs> says, "Shut up. <laughs> let's get another thing clear." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm only here to help like, you find the book. Um, and I can find, and he wants to protect Frank's legacy as well. I'm not your partner. I'm not your friend. You don't get to dictate anything. And Danny gets his, is that a no on the no killing? <laughs> as Sabretooth sort of jumps off the building. Yep. I, I find it refreshing to just have a villain go, shut up. I'll yep. kill if I want to. <laughs> I like the fact that they're like parkour buddies. Yeah. They're sort of jumping from building to building together. Parkouring. Which is kind of sweet. Bonding. In an odd way, but yeah. yes. So we're back to the Bronx in this just really shitty looking... <laughs> Apartment. Uh, yeah. With and all the Serpent they've... Society in. Yep. And the, this chick's going, what the hell's so special about this book? This thing doesn't have any words in it. But she's wearing a thing over her eyes, so how does she see... 
I don't know. Maybe it's just like sunglasses thing. I don't know. I mean, she probably has some sort of power, but you know what? I just don't care enough (laughs) to look up this chick's specific power because she's part of the Seven Society, and I think they're lame. So if you want to write in and tell me what their power is and call me a jerk, then just go ahead and I'll read your email. Yeah, he will. He'll love that. Yes. So, yeah, they're, they're sort of doing... They're talking about what to do if they don't get the money from Choshin. Yeah. Basically. Um, And sort of deciding whether they should have just taken the million. Um, And how they'd broken into Iron Fist's house. (laughs) He's got more money than Stark. Um, Which is interesting. Like, really? He has more money than Stark? That's crazy. In the current universe, Stark hasn't got as much money. Oh, okay. So this is uh, another post-Secret Wars change. He's got enough right. money, but no longer billions and billions. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. But I did like the... can't believe he keeps a dragon for a pet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. It's, it's classic, like, villains who are in over their heads. Yeah. Just talking. And then yeah. They're just, they're just idiots. They're, they're no threat to anyone. Like, I don't think anyway. And no, I mean, he's cons- trying to hit on. He is trying to hit on her and she pushes him away. Yeah, so this guy's just a loser. <laughs> yeah. Whoever he is. Yeah, and the doorbell rings. You're expecting it on? No. Alright, Surfing Society. Time to protect our investment. All that dude in the back, uh, he's wearing like the serpent head. Yeah, he's. Space. <laughs> and so. Danny and Sabretooth crash through the door. I really like the effect of the, um, I really like the Sabretooth shadow. Yeah, yeah. Even if it doesn't make heaps of sense, it just looks really cool. It looks a bit like a Sesame Street monster, but it's really cute. <laughs> I was thinking Phantom of the Opera or the Babadook, but that, okay. that, that, all, that all goes into the same <laughs> A mixture vein, really. of the two. Oh. Imagine a mixture yes. of the two. <laughs> so now we have more fighting. Yep. But this um, time Danny's we have like, this time yeah. we have the fist. Yes. And Sabretooth is mauling New Constrictor. <laughs> New Constrictor's like, get him off me, get him off. <laughs> and take a crap on a great man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Alright, Sabretooth. And Danny wants to know where the book is. And then the other door smashes or do they come through the wall or the door maybe they came through the, the window no, they came through the window yeah, yeah. they were parkouring oh you can see their shadows in yeah. that panel yeah okay so then which is a great a classic last panel here oh really. god yeah you can that's pretty cool yes we have Sabretooth about to uh vivisect <laughs> new <laughs> Frank and Choshin's like Iron Fist and he's got his He's got his crew with him. <laughs> his, his, like, he's got his horde. <laughs> he's got the plague of twelve rats there yeah. as well, looking starving. And this, yeah. this literal horde of people who are like, they are cosplaying some ancient war, um, yeah. storming so into through. this apartment with all their swords high. And... It's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, Danny's like, great who invited the jackasses to the party. And it's, it's a good last panel. It is. It's it's a classic setup for the next issue. Um, then we have uh, yeah to to be continued. Then we have the letters page. Nothing noteworthy in the letters page. 
except for the fact that uh, someone asked if Pay was appearing, and they like ignored that part of the email. So, huh. yeah. But yes. So thoughts on that issue? It was alright. I still think I prefer all the stuff that came pre-Legacy to the stuff yeah. that's been post-Legacy. But I'm more interested in seeing the conclusion of this story now than you know, like than the first issue. Yeah, I I'm enjoying this better than the Shang Chi one because that that Iron Fist thing really annoyed me. Um, although I do love my cults, but yeah, this this I ha- I'm intrigued as to who is posing as Constrictor and why he chose Constrictor to pose as as opposed to someone else. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of like they're not really focusing on the who is the new Constrictor as much as I thought they would, but it's kind of well, Sabretooth is no Sabretooth is, but it's not. It's it's like Danny doesn't care because why would he care? I quite yeah. like that that it's not become this big mystery. It's just this incidental of like of um we know that yeah. the only reason Sabretooth's along, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to the next issue, see where this goes. Uh, I thought the fights were a bit better in this issue. I mean, the, not that there was many fights, but there weren't. Yeah. I like I like the way the the during the fights the panels go from very standard to a bit more anarchic and fun. Yeah. I think and... Perkins draws amazing fight scenes. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. That that they're a bit. All over the place sometimes. I, I don't think I think the quality of the first fights are better, but we'll see where it goes. Really, like they're not—they're definitely not. They're nowhere near bad. They're still good. Yeah. Just yeah. So yeah, that was that issue. Um, now yes, Bendis has left Marvel. Mm-hmm. So there was much rejoicing, and then <laughs> I love you. Find days. out he's in DC. And there was. So many cries of terror from DC fans. The funny thing is, it's not it's not actually how it's panned out so much in that, um, or from my experience, is that DC fans who are always very, and I say this with no, no dissing, I've been reading all DC this week, apart from new issues, um, they're very intense. And a lot of them have been getting, it's amazing, it's great, it's like this. But I've, I've seen very few Marvel fans be upset about it. Not necessarily because then, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a Marvel fan. I recognize that some of Bendis' best work we've seen has been like, you know, Daredevil. Like, we've seen some great stuff from him. I love his current Iron yeah. Man run. So my, my first feeling was like, oh my god, he's going to take over Iron Man. Um, but, you know, cause I hope that, cause we've just started the new legacy story and, and I want it to finish well. And I'm sure Bendis had a plan. Jessica Jones at the moment's very strong with the return of Purple Man. We've obviously got him writing Defenders as well. Um, so there's a certain sense of who's going to take these over, whereas the D- DC people are fixing on the really great stuff he's done in the past, and I guess everyone's feeling that maybe 17 years at one company, a change might be good all round. Well, I, yeah, I've had the opposite experience from both sides. <laughs> it's interesting so the, though, right? I mean... I mean, it is interesting, it's also annoying though, because I... Like, I know, I know a lot of Marvel fanboys, and they are just the worst. They're, they're, they're like, oh, DC is finished, ha 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 ha. 
um, because Bendis went to DC, and I'm like, yeah, well, which is crazy. That's one of your biggest sellers, right? Right. He's he's not I mean, a bad writer by and like even when I mock about how bad Civil War Two was, and and honestly, it was bad. But like he he's next to that, he'll be writing like um, Spider Man and doing a great job at it. So he just, I think he's someone that needs to be inspired by what he's writing. And you know, who knows what gossip is behind the move? But either way. I'm sure what he comes out with DC is going to be great because, like, it's a fresh start. I mean, yeah, a few years down the line, maybe he won't be doing such a great stuff and, and your Marvel stands can be sort of vindicated for that. But, I mean, the other thing on the Marvel side is, though, I mean, everyone makes a big deal about Marvel losing its way a bit at the moment and blah, blah, blah. Um, and obviously there's some truth to all of this, but... uh I, I mean, can you imagine what an opportunity there is now for Marvel to shuffle people around a bit? And, like, to offer yeah. someone who's never had a chance to write Miles Morales. And Jessica, I mean, Jessica Jones never been written by a woman except for one tiny anthology story. Never been written by anyone who isn't Bendis. Really. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's this, I mean, if you were an up-and-coming writer, having some of these um titles free, and the shuffling around that can come from that. I mean, you know, because Marvel have signed on Ed Brisson as an exclusive and Matthew Rosenberg and Donny Cates, and they're all good, solid writers. It's just, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have some hope that maybe it'll be a good shake-up for Marvel. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not, I'm not as invested as everyone else because the only current new comic that comes out that I actually read is Iron Fist, and he's not doing anything with that so um i'm just i'm more just curious as to what was behind the change because i thought he was going to be running the joint at some Uh, point i mean like well i mean any any suggestions are really all rumor and speculation like some people you know like leading caller saying oh he's upset that um his spider-man was going to become miles morales spider-man and dan slots was just going to become spider-man um, there's a lot of people saying, well, he's not doing any, he's not involved in any of the film stuff since Marvel cut, cut links between the film and comic divisions, and maybe DC offered him a space at the film table, which is a lot more money. Um, he's obviously friends with Jeff Johns and that, so maybe there's characters he just wants to write. There's obviously something that's pushed him, but alongside, there are decent incentives such as money and playing in a different toy, toy box. But yeah, I mean, clearly yeah. something's up. You don't just like leave in the middle of all these. Because these yeah, he, I, I thought he was like a Marvel permanent main. So I thought he was going to be editor one day, which is the day I was writing. But yeah, I mean, I but I, I don't know. I guess I I just feel like maybe he's got offered Superman or Batman, just better. Stuff, I I wouldn't of. be surprised if if he was writing Superman. Um, I don't know though. I mean, like, but here's the thing. I mean, like, people have speculated everything from like Shazam because that's obviously the next film to be done, and would kind of suit him in terms of writing kids and um, or doing something street level like Shadow or Question. Um, Mm. I just can't see them taking Tom King. I mean, they're not going to take Tom King off Batman right now. Um, So unless he's doing a sort of different Batman book, I, I don't know. They've got loads of Batman books at the moment. So I don't know. It's hard for me to get my head around yeah. the fact that he could go Batman. Um, but there's still all the sort of Bat family. Like, I mean, could do Nightwing, I guess. Mm. I don't, it's, it's, it would have to be or Justice. Well, it's not. 
I don't think it's going to be Justice League because Christopher Priest has just gone to that. And that's a hugely, yeah. huge writer. But maybe Justice Society of America, I don't think, has a a title at the moment. I don't know. I'm not very DC-oriented. Um, I'd be interested to see what he, he said. I mean, he says it's going to be amazing and we'll hear soon and blah, blah, blah. So we'll hear soon. Yeah. But we're never yeah, going mean, to know we'll the entire out. deals about why he changed until, like, years down the line, unless somebody actually leaks it. Or unless someone gets really cranky. Yeah. Yeah, which happens a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so I believe that that wraps us up. Yeah, I just need to give a shout out to my Moon Knight podcast. Yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rebecca was on the Moon Knight podcast, the new episode coming out. It's called Into the Night, with a K. Um, And it's only been going a few months. So give it a listen if you like Moon Knight. Uh, it's yep. got, um, the guys on it are really cool. Whereas I'm not, so. But they are. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, uh, until next time, may your claws become onto things of disemboweling. And make and... sure you feed your rats really well. Yes. Peace. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sonsofthedragon. Uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. And I would like to thank Thomas Tissot for letting us use his Iron Fist theme song for the start of our show. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. <laughs>